This is Tax Chats. I'm Scott Diring, and this is a Tax Short. What are the pros and cons of taxing financial accounting income? When a company reports high profits to shareholders, but low taxes to the government, public outcry often follows. How is it possible to make so much money and not pay taxes? Many people are dismayed to learn that companies use two different sets of accounting rules when calculating income for shareholders and the Internal Revenue Service. Indeed, the rich appear to be playing by a different set of rules. Like every developed country, the United States has two accounting systems, each designed to achieve different objectives. Financial accounting rules are created by the Financial Accounting Standards Board, or the FASB. These rules are designed to create reports that provide information to investors as they deploy their scarce financial resources. For example, FASB tries to create accounting rules that produce comparable financial reports, meaning that similar economic transactions will be reported to investors in the same way. This helps investors compare companies and enables investors to provide resources to those companies that will use their capital most effectively. Tax accounting rules are created through the legislative process. Tax rules are designed to achieve several objectives. First, lawmakers levy taxes to raise revenue. You probably learned in elementary school that the revenues collected through the tax system are used to fund the military, build roads and parks, and pursue a multitude of other public objectives. A second objective, not usually covered in elementary school, is that sometimes lawmakers use taxes to encourage or discourage certain types of behavior. For example, if a company invests in solar panels, it might qualify for a tax credit, encouraging companies to invest in sustainable energy. In contrast, if a company has to pay fines for illegal activities, the government does not give a tax deduction, discouraging illegal actions. There are extra taxes on tobacco and alcohol to reduce their use, but tax credits for having children to help struggling parents. A third objective, often politically controversial, is that lawmakers use the tax system to redistribute income and wealth. The rich pay more tax per dollar of income than the poor. In addition, the poor often qualify for special tax breaks and other government programs intended to help them overcome their unfortunate circumstances. So what are the pros and cons of this system? The biggest argument in favor of taxing financial accounting income is that it uses incentives to increase tax compliance. It is generally believed that companies have an incentive to report as much income to their shareholders as possible, and it is also generally believed that companies have an incentive to report as little income to the Internal Revenue Service as possible, all else equal. If the financial accounting system and the tax accounting system are separate, it might be possible to have the cake and eat it too, reporting high income to shareholders under one system while reporting low income to the tax authorities under the other. However, if taxes were levied on financial accounting income, then the incentive to report high income to shareholders would be offset by the pain of paying taxes on that high income to the government. This might reduce over-reporting of financial accounting income while also reducing under-reporting of tax accounting income. There are several arguments against taxing financial accounting income. First, if taxes are tied to financial accounting income, Congress will want to have some control over how income is calculated so it can achieve its objectives. 
This would lead to the politicization of financial accounting rules and make financial accounting less informative. Second, if financial accounting were to become politicized and less informative, it would not change the demand investors have for information about the economic performance of the firm. Companies would likely respond by providing pro forma earnings numbers, a controversial accounting practice because pro forma numbers are largely unregulated. Third, taxing financial accounting income would reduce Congress's ability to influence behavior using the tax system. When Congress wants to provide incentives to influence behavior, it often takes actions that change the tax accounting system. For example, to induce investment in machinery, Congress might enact accelerated depreciation rules. This allows companies to record more of the cost of a machine early in its life, reducing income and therefore reducing the tax bill. But recording accelerated depreciation does not reflect economic reality. The machine might be useful for 10 years and financial accounting rules would require the company to spread that cost over that time period, not one or two years like accelerated depreciation might allow. If a tax were imposed on financial accounting income instead of tax accounting income, or in addition to tax accounting income, the incentive to invest would be lost because the tax break would be eliminated. Thus, taxing financial accounting income would reduce the ability of Congress to pursue political, social, and economic objectives through the tax system. Accounting researchers have generally argued that the costs of taxing financial accounting income outweigh the benefits, and that two systems are necessary. Empirically, every developed country in the world has come to the same conclusion, allowing significant differences between financial accounting and tax accounting. So the next time someone asks you why companies are allowed to use one set of rules to report income to investors and a different set of rules to report income to the Internal Revenue Service, you know the answer. And if someone wants to have a friendly debate about whether a new tax on financial accounting should be enacted, you can confidently articulate several of the most important issues to consider.